0: The New Zealand Tech Podcast. Brought to you by Guerrilla Technology. Proactive and strategic IT. Hey folks, greetings and welcome along to the New Zealand Tech Podcast. I'm your host Paul Spain and today we have Peter Ellington, Head of Pricing and Engineering at Singer Electric joining us. Uh, Peter, great to have you joining the show. Hi Paul, thanks for having me. Yeah, real pleasure. Now uh, today we've we've actually got an episode. Where we're sort of delving into the tech news of the week, looking at some things sort of New Zealand related and global. But for those who are wondering, who's Singer Electric, and a little bit about yourself, maybe just tell folks where where you uh, fit into this sort of big wide world of you know technology uh, and so on in New Zealand. Yeah, thanks. We um, so we've been around for
1: seventy years. We've been around eight years in the in the charger space and upgrading clients infrastructure to, to transition from the um, ice vehicles to the electric vehicles so part of that um, I run our engineering and pricing team and we work closely with clients to really get that transition to yeah to, to meet their electrical needs really
0: yeah and I, and I guess the the you know the the role of sort of electrifying transport is is very much a, uh, about sort of you know a, a technology and, and innovation uh, thing as as you know we're having to do new things and, and you know obviously you and and your team have been going from you know starting with I guess the uh, electric you know cars mm. uh, now going up to much much bigger things which which we've got a separate episode that we will, we will delve into uh, in terms of electrifying the ferries. Um, well, let's jump into the the tech news of the week. There's uh, there's a lot going on. We've got the international players, you know, continue to, I guess, sort of, you know, stir up trouble at times, and then sometimes it's uh, it's the government that's stirring things up. But, you know, we've been reading sort of that, uh, uh, you know, Google have been responding uh, to to the government on this news bargaining bill. And, you know, we all know we go online, whether it's social media or, you know, searching on Google, and we get bits and pieces of news. And this just seems to be this sort of backwards and forwards around, well, you know, who's benefiting here? Is it of more benefit to the consumer, or is it, you know, mm. is it benefit to the uh, the news media publishers, or is it more benefit to the sort of social networks and the and and the Googles? And there does seem to be a you know fair fair bit of uh, debate. I think you know we've seen different countries, Australia, Canada, and so on, sort of move in in terms of putting in legislation that that says, hey, Facebook, if you're going to put you know news up. Uh, on on your your site that pulls headlines and things from media then uh, then you've got to front up and pay for that uh, even when on the flip side you know if anyone likes that and they click on it then that's feeding traffic directly mm. to that news outlet uh, you know which which significantly benefits the news outlets that are featured uh, and of course we've you know we've seen the, these moves where we're in um, you know some um, some situations uh, news has been removed from uh, from, you know, from a, a social media platform like, like Facebook uh, because they're like, well, it's, it's not really worth anything to us. We, mm-hmm. you know, we, we don't make people and, and to a degree it draws people away from their platforms when they go and click, uh, click on it. So, yeah, it's just interesting to see this stuff coming back and, and that's kind of a, a level of what we're hearing from, you know, from Google uh, is that it you know, it's, they're kind of saying, hey, this isn't really something that... that that generates for, for them, but of course we 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 see others like Australia that have gone before us. So um, yeah, it's it's I think something we we, we continue to follow, and I think it, it's it's challenging in terms of where where the different where you might think the the, the balance lands. It's uh, you know I guess you know similar to the the challenges in terms of working out how to you know how do we tax these big multinational companies, mm-hmm. the Amazons and Google's and uh, Facebooks and so on of this world, and and you know there have been moves to put extra taxes on them, but in, in most cases those things just come back on you know say the New Zealand advertisers that are that are maybe advertising right. or, or doing things on these platforms, as they just throw the the tax back to uh, New Zealand anyway. So yeah. it it's, it doesn't you know necessarily benefit anyone. Do you spend much time on social media, or how you know? How do you get your news? Are you someone that sort of stumbles upon it in, in social media or on Google or? No, I usually just go direct
1: to the yeah. to the news media source. Really, I, I'm yeah. not that big on social media, yeah. um, and so yeah, I just go to the to the main whatever the whatever the source is. Really, yeah, yeah,
0: they're not something that that, that you you know you 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 see necessarily. Now, one of the one of the other uh, things is in terms of uh, local news, we've we've been hearing about Marlborough District Council have um, have have put out some information about this uh, real-time uh, guidance age for uh, mariners, those going out on the water in the Tory Tory Channel, and uh, you know what they're what they're calling sort of groundbreaking um, visual aid that provides real-time guidance. Um, for mariners on on what's happening with sort of the currents and uh, and and the the tides there. Um, so that's uh, you know that's landed on their uh, their website. Um, is this a, is this sort of a big deal, or do you know is this the sort of thing we expect our councils to be um, you know just to be staying up with the play and 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 helping out with?
1: Yeah, I think so. I yeah. think anything to improve health and safety you know yeah. on the water's um, yeah. got to be helpful. Especially using the technology that's available, you know, AI and and the processing power around that, um, more councils the better. Really, should be looking into that.
0: Yeah, and this is you know really relates to the movement between the North Island and the South Island, isn't it? That's that's what the Tory Channel is, is that um, that movement. So, yeah, I th- look, I I haven't uh, delved in you know too deeply to what the what the challenges are, but you know, I think um, you know, for anyone that's that that's that's been across there in a time where where it gets a bit rough or you know whatnot, mm. that sort of information is is helpful. Uh, and yeah, we, we you know we we still see even with all the technology available to us today, mm. uh, you know, people getting into trouble, you know, on the water. So yeah. you know, I think uh, you know, making the information available that that helps sort of. Lower, lower those risks and yeah, you know, especially so. for those who maybe wouldn't necessarily get access uh, you know, to that data so easily. I, you know, I think if you're you know, running a Cook Strait Ferry or something like that, then uh, mm. you, know, you can afford to tap into the, the very best of information. But it, when it comes to others, that, that might not be so easy. Although when yeah, I think some of the information they, they shared around this, they call it the Tide and Current Project, it was actually funded with a quarter of a million dollars from Kiwi Rail, um, so that was given to council. So yeah, really interesting. So obviously there there is actually an element here where where this you know broader investment will be used at that that sort of level right through. And of course, we, you know we have continued to see incidences involving the um, you know the, the the ferries. And yeah, I think that this one. Um, actually, was sort of imposed uh, on on Kiwi Rail following an accident that, that they had in um, in, in 2019. Uh, that uh, yeah, they yeah. they had to invest back in.
1: I mean, it makes sense. You know, it's kind of the next iteration of you know charts and GPS and using all the inf- information available and putting it in one sort of place for for safety. They could use it all around the country.
0: Mm, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it how it plays out. They're working mm. with a um, company Oceanum, um, yeah, who've done the done the the R and D, all the sort of mathematical models and, and, and built the, uh, the the visual um, elements and and, uh, and and aspects of the technology. So yeah, hopefully hopefully this this plays out uh, well. And you know, I think if you you know, if you kind of look back through history, often technology has played a you know has played a, a you know a key role mm. uh, when it when it comes to you know reducing how many how many people are impacted yeah. by accidents, the accidents that kind of can, can happen in different areas, uh, and uh, yeah, hopefully this is this is something that we, we see uh, less dramas out on the um, um on the, the Tory Channel. Um, and uh, other other things going on. There's some sort of pretty big big happenings on the you know on the, the global uh, front. Apple uh, in the new in the news again. Uh, you know we're now in this world where uh, Apple have moved to USB-C charging across their their newest mm. uh, phones. And it's kind of, I guess, the, the, the next phase in this sort of uh, pressure that the European Union has been putting on Apple uh, is Apple are now um, ha- basically going to allow rival app stores on iPhones and iPads, which just seems like massive news because there's only been, you know, one one way to get your your apps on your devices. And that as a you know, as a headline thing, just seems like wow. Um, yeah, that's 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 going to be a huge disruption to Apple's revenue streams and and so on. When you delve into it, of course, the the the, the story somewhat more more complicated. Also, allowing different uh, browser engines, uh, but because this is being limited to the EU, uh, what it creates is a situation where you can imagine that. A lot of a lot of entities just might you know might not bother, or it might be you mm-hmm. know it might be too hard. Is it worth launching an app store when it only targets a you know a a minority of the, the population of Apple users? And uh, you know we've heard this with um, uh, around Firefox that you know they they uh, yeah, they're a non non profit entity. Um, you know, b- behind them, uh, Mozilla Foundation, and you know they've said, look, you know this this is a real challenge. It's really expensive to uh, uh, you yeah, know develop an app, and if they're going to take advantage of these sort of latest rulings, now they've got to develop two. They've got to develop the one that, mm. that uses. Um, you know the the apple um, browser technology in, in the back end and then one that that uses theirs that's only going to go to a minority of users so uh, a little bit complicated and uh, not as uh, not as not as simple as what we've seen with this nudge for USB-C uh, mm. charging that's you know obviously had a had a global impact and and will help make you know I think life easier for for a lot of people in a very very small way but it does it does make a difference it makes life simpler yeah, it does. Um, and and we'll probably have a conversation when we delve into talking about uh, vehicle charging and and you know charging of of electric boats and so on around you know uh, the, the opportunity to sort of standardize uh, in those areas uh, too because there's been a lot of work going on um, but probably the the, the bigger uh, story that's that's attracting a lot of interest uh on on YouTube and the like is the Apple Vision Pro, uh, which is, has has uh, has landed. So we're seeing those you know initial reviews and and, and demonstration uh, videos being being shared online and millions and millions of views. Uh, as, as Apple have you know finally uh, you know got to got to uh, the point where their uh, foray into what they're calling spatial computing and. What probably the rest of us would call uh, VR headsets, uh, you know, has has arrived. Um, look, it looks like really nice hardware, which is what we expect from Apple. Really nice you know, equipment. Uh, starting price of what is it? Over three and a half thousand US dollars. Uh, and then, like with your your iPhones and other things, it's do you want the two five six? Do you want the five twelve or the mm. one terabyte model? So you know, all of those things sort of bump it up more. Um but you know when you look at Apple Apple's play it looks as though you know they've they've delivering something that leans into you know their their success when it comes to creating an ecosystem, mm-hmm. you know, some really really great software, their success when it comes to developing really nice you know premium uh, hardware and and so yeah, you end up with a, with a very very nice product, a very high price point, and one of the questions which is inevitably comes is: is there the killer app? You know, what's the thing that's going to make it worthwhile? I guess if we're talking in New Zealand terms. We you know we're looking around you know six thousand uh, dollars when we talk about you know com- converting that, and you've got GST in there and so on. Uh, so it's a It's a chunky purchase, not actually even available outside of the US anyway, so it's a little bit of a a moot point. What are your thoughts? You know, I noticed uh, you came in, you're wearing your Apple Watch, uh, you know, you've got your your iPhone there, so you're within the Apple uh, ecosystem. Yep. Um, what what are your thoughts is this is this the next uh, thing that that you have to have um just yet or are you someone that sort of would would sit back and and, yeah, and, and watch a bit see what happens I think
1: I'd sit back and and see what happens six thousand dollars to me is is a bit on the steep end um, and yeah what the what can you use it for at the moment you know is it just for gaming or is there other applications as well that you could you could use it for so it's an interesting piece of kit I'm sure in the future it might be um, yeah used for, for some great things but not sure currently
0: yeah and and the, this, this question get asked you know often gets asked is there a killer app that makes this the, 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 the thing that you should uh, that you should buy and and it's in some ways it's a valid question. But in, in other ways, when you know when I, I look at technology, some technologies don't necessarily have that that killer app mm. for certainly for you know for everyone. But when you put together all the little you know all the little bits and pieces, some probably bigger and more important than others. Uh, you know you, you eventually get to a point where yeah, for some people that uh, th- that is the piece of technology that they wa- that they want. Your Apple Watch, for instance. I mean, is there anything that super excites you around your, your Apple Watch or is it is just something that's a, a a step up on a on analogue tech? I think
1: it was more around the, the sort of health apps that you can get and yep. links to your phone. That's kind of what attracted me to that. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, so uh, that I don't know if that can be somehow relatable back to this V R piece of kit, but
0: well, interesting. One mm. of the one of the videos that was shared online, um, and this might—I'm trying to remember if it was Marcus Brownlee's one—and uh, he was playing uh, table tennis uh, mm. with with the VR headset on, and and it was more to sort of demonstrate um, because it, it it does completely enclose your eyes. You know, you cannot see. You know, wow. you cannot see through it. Uh, so it, it, it's not. You know an augmented reality in the traditional sense but it will it's got cameras and so on and it will pass the video back mm. and a very small delay i think 12 you know 12 milliseconds so you know, you, you're talking just you know a little little bit over what's that you know a hundredth of a of a of a second in terms of its delay so it, it, it's very fast and yeah he was able to sort of successfully you know play uh play a game of 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 table tennis so there are, you know, just yeah, so many possibilities with how this could play out. You mm-hmm. get used to that, and then, you know, what about another variation where the person you're playing with, yeah, you know, maybe you played with them yesterday. You want to have another game with them, but the technology is so good that it can, it can generate it. So from your perspective, there is there mm-hmm. is no difference because it's you know, wow. uh, the video, everything's sort of virtualized now. Not that they've got that capability today, but you know, drawing the dots up to you know what are those possibilities, and then if you're, you're really into a particular um, sport, and you know you're comfortable wearing a, a headset while you're doing it, whether it's out jogging, would you wear one when you're riding a riding a bike down the street on the road? I mean, there's all sorts of yeah. possibilities as to how bad that could be, or possibilities of how with a you know augmented vision. You know, maybe that could help you, in a built-in kind of you know AI level trainer who's, I guess, drawn from data of performance coaches that are training at uh, an Olympic or an All Black type level, and so on. And it might mm. be like, oh, yeah, I I do it right, but that's going to be probably quite unique to an individual in terms of mm-hmm. what are the things that would uh, that would push you across those lines. Um, one of the other examples that was mentioned, and it might have been on the same one, uh, was trying to use a a laptop on an aeroplane, you know, you've got someone right next to you who's looking at the Mm -hmm. screen, you might have confidential things, you might just prefer uh, privacy with whatever you're doing and uh, you can can use the uh, Apple Vision Pro, you know, connected to say MacBook and uh, you can be uh, working away using your keyboard and and trackpad on the MacBook and viewing your screen as kind of as large as you want within your headset. Mm. So there's quite you know, quite a lot of possibilities in terms of you know how it can be used. Yeah, and I
1: think another one would be potentially with in construction with BIM 3D modeling, so
0: building information management yeah. uh, technology. So
1: you, so you build what's going to be built within a computer model mm. and then you put all the different elements in and to be able to stand on site and see the real world but also see the model. Um, to ensure that things are getting put in the right position, could be a really helpful tool as well.
0: Yep. And look, I sort of like to sit down with people face to face, and so on. We're, we're, we're sitting, you know, next to each other around the table here. Uh, do you foresee a world where we would wear something like this, and you would create that experience that is as though you are in a room with someone? Or is that do you think that's just dreaming to imagine that we would? Yeah, that we would do that and feel that that's as as good as being with somebody in person. What do you think?
1: I don't know. I think you know we've got teams at the moment, or you know video calling. Yeah. You don't quite have that connection. Um, yeah. So I don't think you'll ever beat the face-to-face sitting at a table, um, but who knows? I mean, you might be able to get that same sort of um, feel out of that VR, but a step a step closer, maybe. A step closer. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but it's not 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 quite the same as being able to, you know, I don't know the uh, virtual coffees and uh, yeah. you know and and whatnot. Quite not quite the Maybe same. Maybe a virtual
1: beer is definitely not the yeah. same.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, well, it'll be, it'll be really interesting to see how it plays out. Look, this is you know this is V one for for Apple. Um, it it always mm. does disappoint me, you know, somewhat when. When our big tech vendors sort of launch in the US market, and and the rest of the world sort of sits back a little bit, uh, and yeah, at, at this point, it's not the sort of thing that's that's tempted me to um, you know jump on a plane and fly to the states and and um, and buy one on launch day. But I would certainly love to uh, love to have a play with the technology. And look, I recommend for anyone that's. Uh, yeah, you know, that's at all interested and curious. You know, look up some of these videos that are online. It mm. is, um, it is fascinating. And um, look, when when Apple get into something, uh, you know they usually get into it big, and they usually keep uh, keep iterating. Mm. Uh, and and you know when you look at sort of the price and, and the scale of uh, of you know, Apple's fans. Yeah, you can imagine that even this initial release is, you know, multi-billions in terms mm-hmm. of the revenue that it generates. And, you know, look, they're looking for that long-term, uh, you know, playoff. So if we look back to the you know, the first iPhone, um, yeah. yeah, probably probably not that exciting these days, but it was a really important part of the journey. Uh, and, and you know, it took people buying it and giving feedback and, and so on uh, for, for there to be, uh, mm. you know, better and better iterations. Uh, so, um, yeah, good to, um, uh, good to follow that one and, and, and see how Apple go. Uh, and look, I yeah. think there'll be people on probably, uh, you know, both extremes and everywhere in between from, you know, this, this is, you know, just a complete waste of money through uh, to people that, that, that absolutely mm. uh, love it. Um, but I imagine it's going to be it's going to be a, a, a smaller kind of niche audience at, at this stage that are going to be uh, you know jump jumping in um, also sort of on the global front uh, but but relevant here in New Zealand uh, Microsoft have for, for um, all these different co-pilots that they've been launching just to you know confuse uh, absolutely all of us mm. <laughs> around what's what's going on uh, they had their kind of um, Mini start with their co-pilot for for, for 365 Microsoft 365. Uh, late last year, uh, they have uh, have now sort of completed the um, availability, I suppose, and now anybody can can get that. Um, interesting to note, though, maybe Microsoft are a little bit scared that folks. Won't love Copilot for 365 because from what I'm seeing, you have to buy it on an annual basis, which is, is very unusual in the in this world of cloud subscriptions. Uh, I mean, it's not it's not completely, you know, unusual. There are some vendors that that's your only option is to buy annually, but most of Microsoft's things you've been able to buy on a month by month basis, mm-hmm. and it sort of feels like they're hoping over the next 12 months they're going <laughs> to iterate enough and people are going to experiment with it enough. Uh, that they will uh, they will stay with them, but that if people just had it month to month, that after a month a bunch of people might actually just cancel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think you know at this stage it's something that's that that maybe uh, yeah they're they're hoping will grow on people and over time as more people use it and and uh, and and figure out its uh, its role yeah. uh, that it will it will come come into play. So um, yeah, in- interesting to see. I think it's around. Um, and the sort of six hundred dollars um, or so, uh, you know, price here uh, in yeah. New Zealand. So you imagine, you know, that's a fair commitment. You got, you know, say so I've got a team of about fifteen people. Yeah. Um, so you know, to, to give that across the board to a team, that's a ten thousand dollar commitment. Uh, so you, you know, pe- that, people uh, are going to want to return on yeah. on on that investment, and I think you know, some absolutely will, and that will be an easy decision to make for. For certain team members, uh, other organisations will will you know will get that. I'm sure across the board, mm-hmm. and our other organisations I talk to are just completely uninterested. So, uh, yeah, I'm very very curious to see how it evolves and and uh, you yeah, know how our organisations in New Zealand end up, uh, yeah, leveraging these these technologies, and uh, in, in all its form, whether it's you know. Writing an email uh, for you, which it, it jumps in and you know asks you when you've got an email as to, you know how uh, give it some direction to write a response, and it will write those responses through to, uh, you know writing up documents for you, designing and, and creating uh, presentations and PowerPoint, or you know capturing a, a Teams meeting and then you know telling you the mm-hmm. uh, the, the action points at, at the end, which uh, yeah is is yeah probably a pretty pretty good. Use case, yeah. Uh, as long as it doesn't encourage people to sort of switch off and 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 miss a lot of important stuff that might happen in a mm. in a meeting. <laughs> yeah, is that uh, something that sort of you know caught caught your attention? That's what's happening on the on the AI front as far as the work you do.
1: Oh, we definitely see a lot more of it. Mm. Um, it does make, um, yeah. I mean, a lot of people are using it i i haven't really dived into it too much with with on the work front um you know we we obviously use the um technology to help us um on the microsoft suite um mm-hmm. you know and in the, in the whole sharepoint thing and um but no i haven't we we don't really use that too too much i can see a great um use for it but no. Yeah. Not that I know of.
0: Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like what, what we're seeing does vary from organisation to organisation, and you know, often there'll be there'll be individuals that really they jump in first, they get yes. their feet wet, they sort of early adopters, and and then uh, you know, as they find the best use cases, uh, you know, bring the rest of the team with them. Uh, now, Neuralink, uh, Musk's uh, you know company with this sort of uh, you know brain interface uh, chip. They apparently have, uh, in the last few days, uh, done the first wow. implant into into a person's head. And look, this this looks like like you know really interesting technology. Of course, there's other companies in this space. It's just that that uh, you, know, um, you know, Musk Musk has an, a unique ability to uh, to to attract attention um and and to attract funding and so you yeah, know it is it is really interesting kind of you know, watching how these things uh, progress and yeah, I th- you know I'm, I'm really curious around how does this play out when you you know you give somebody uh, who may not have you know control of of any of their their limbs at all uh, the the ability to, um, communicate sort of, you know, largely by by thought and maybe by phenomenal eye if, movements if and so can, on. If that that plays out, right? Y-
1: yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, if they can mm. use that technology and actually um, be able to communicate and do things, it's amazing.
0: Mm. So let's uh, let's wait and see. Uh, hopefully, it's uh, it's not one of those scary dystopian uh, technologies. Yeah. Uh, and then yesterday, seeing uh, um, uh, Zuckerberg, you know, another one of these, uh, you know, Senate Senate hearings where we, we, we see, saw, uh, you know, the the, the CEOs and, uh, and 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 uh, and we are mostly founders uh, across top sort of social media type companies. So, of course, Mark Zuckerberg representing. You know Meta with with um, especially Facebook and, and Instagram, uh, Discord CEO, uh, Snap CEO, Snapchat CEO, the CEO of of TikTok was was there, and uh, Linda Yacarino from X. I guess the the bit that came out was these CEOs really being called out to uh, address the online sort of child exploitation and, and abuse that's been happening through these platforms and the video that went viral was um, you know Zuckerberg sort of getting called out for this asked if he had apologized to the families whose whose lives had been you know massively impacted whether it's you know some some you know the youngsters that have lost their lives and so on um, so yeah, and and he was sort of said no, and so he was called out to apologize, and there was a group there and 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 you know he did exactly that, i guess, and and in the form that he was he was able to do it. I guess what what caught my attention was, you know how these leaders, and I think of Mark Zuckerberg especially because. Yeah, he's been in this position, you know, for for a long, long time. Um, Meta does seem to cause so so much damage, mm. and and really be, you know, so leaning in towards just what makes them profitable. Um, not even, you know, not even what makes them a, you know, they don't even care about making themselves look like a good company most most of the time, other than you know very little sort of tweaks around the edges when you you come across people that have had their accounts hacked and, and those sorts of things. Even people that are maybe, you know, a friend with a, with a startup, they were spending thousands of dollars a month on advertising on, on Facebook, account got compromised, and, and just the, the complete unwillingness of, you know, of the company to, wow. to help them at all to be able to resolve this, this situation. Uh, you know, even though they could, you could easily justif- justify it when you, you, know, you look at what was being spent. They go a small way to address different things. So I thought it was really good to see them called out in the manner they were, maybe somewhat humbling for for uh, Zuckerberg to to have to respond. I guess my question is kind of, you know, in doing so, did that actually pull at his heartstrings, and is he is he going to? Is he going to change? Uh, and and you know, do these leaders really, you know, really care about the broad populace and other people's families or not? And we've you know we've often heard around, you know, uh, whether whether it's in in the Jobs household or Gates household or or you know, and I imagine this is the case across the, uh, social media companies and so on a, a, as well. Uh, you know what works for their family is often very very different mm-hmm. uh, to what happens for the rest so even when when your company sells the the best of technology makes the best things uh, you don't necessarily uh, let your children actually anywhere near uh, a lot of that a lot no. of that technology and it just it it seems to me like there's there's a huge disconnect here am
1: Agreed. I am I off base no I don't think so I think <laughs> I think they uh, it's it's all about profit, isn't it? You know, and I think they need to try and uh, they try and attract younger people to, to be part of their product. And unfortunately, it's quite a harmful product. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, profit generally rules, though. Unfortunately.
0: So do we need? Do you think we need regulations like we've had regulations around tobacco and drugs and so on? You know, there, there there's there's an argument that the um, yeah the way that that social media works and. Uh, um, you know what it, the the dopamine hit and so on that that uh, you know effectively um, you know you can consider it consider it a drug in many ways and and the harm in terms of whether it's you know leading to suicides and and you know varying other sort of levels of uh, or varying you know aspects of, of abuse um, mm. you know especially amongst younger younger people. Um, you know, do do we actually need to uh, to to really you know step up with some some regulations and and define what is and isn't an acceptable you know social network, uh, you know things like uh, more more transparent algorithms so so it's understandable what a what a platform is doing in in certain ways or is that just too hard?
1: Well, I think we've got to be careful not to over-regulate. I think you want to start with you know industry standards, but um yeah I mean if it's harmful we should we should start looking at regulation
0: yeah mm, mm. it's I mean these things, these things are hard and even you know we we're talking earlier around the the you know Google and, and Facebook and the, the platforms versus the news companies and mm. who should be paying what and so on it's it's not necessarily easy to land on how these things should work and you know of course you put in place a bunch of regulations and and you know you might Destroy a trillion, you know. In the in the case of Meta, I think there's some something like a you know trillion dollar you know type of uh, business in terms of market cap and and so on. And of course, these things go 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 up and down. Um, so yeah, and how do you justify that? How do you value mm-hmm. the someone lives that are that are impacted and and so on? Tricky question. Um, really really complicated, isn't it? Yeah. So um, I don't think we're going to solve it uh, solve it all. To, uh, today, so uh, yeah, sorry to disappoint anyone that thought we were <laughs> going to solve all the world's problems. Um, but hey, thanks everyone for joining us on on this episode of uh, the New Zealand uh, Tech Podcast. Great to uh, great great to have you uh, joining us again um, this week. Uh, we're doing similar um, as we've sort of started started doing. We're experimenting with this year. Uh, we're breaking into sort of smaller episodes. So uh, it's been great to have you you know join us as we we talk through. Um, some of the, the tech news that's, uh, that's relevant this week, uh, but we do have another episode to listen into where Peter and I are going to be talking through what's happening with electrifying uh, transport in New Zealand. We're going to be delving into the, the very challenging task of how do you electrify and charge uh, ferries? And uh, I've I got to say, their, uh, their batteries are a lot larger uh, than, <laughs> than your EV if you're driving an electric car. Uh, at home and the, uh, the, the associated challenges with, with charging are uh, are pretty insane so that's going to be really fascinating to jump into. So look out for that one. Uh, of course a big thank you to our show partners to 1NZ, 2Degrees, Spark, HP and Gorilla Technology. Um, but uh, yeah we look forward to uh, joining you as we delve into the world of electricity and technology and the crossover and how we, how we do good things with that. Um, well, thanks, Peter, for uh, for joining us. Much appreciated. Good stuff. Thank you. Okay. Cheers. The New Zealand Tech Podcast, brought to you by Guerrilla Technology, proactive and strategic IT.